0: Force Migration Review, Issue 35, June 2010, Accountability to Disaster-Affected Populations, provided by SCHR, the Steering Committee for Humanitarian Response. The hardest aspect of accountability to disaster-affected persons seems to be managing the tensions between the timelines and the quality of a response. There are many different stakeholders to whom an organization is accountable. Sadly, accountability to donors, to the general public, to governing bodies, and to headquarters in case of field offices, can easily squeeze out accountability to affected populations, unless active efforts are made to uphold it. Although all operations have financial or legal accountability requirements, there is no such obligation for accountability towards disaster-affected persons. There are standards that organizations can voluntarily commit to, such as the HAP standard, (note 1, but there are no built-in sanctions if they choose not to do so. The Steering Committee for Humanitarian Response, SCHR, (note 2, carried out a peer review on accountability to disaster-affected persons in 2009 with three main objectives. Bullet point to understand the range and diversity of approaches to accountability to disaster-affected persons. Bullet point. To share best practices, challenges, and learning in taking forward the adoption, integration, and use of different approaches to accountability and their relative effectiveness and practicality. Bullet point. To inform decisions about prioritizing and integrating the diversity of accountability approaches. End note three. Managing Accountability. From this peer review emerged a range of conclusions and recommendations. Organizations need to actually demonstrate that they value accountability, first through strong leadership commitment, and second by valuing and rewarding accountable approaches, both at program level and with individual staff. Accountability is strongest when the values of individual staff resonate with the values of the organization. One agency, and note 4. Offers regular mandatory refresher training, which is widely appreciated as a way of reminding and encouraging staff to respect core organizational principles. Another agency reflects on elements of its own staff code of conduct and its principles in annual staff review, including respect for others, victim, staff, outside contacts, sensitivity to cultural, social, and religious environment, and respect for local standards of conduct. Several organizations recognize the potential for the staff appraisal process to be used more strategically to monitor performance according to values as well as objectives. Performance appraisals that include measures that promote accountability to affected groups can provide a strong incentive to staff. One organization included feedback from refugee communities as part of the performance review of staff members working in camps. Accountability towards disaster-affected populations is about approaches to work and not a menu of accountability activities. It is more a process than an end state requiring a culture of accountability. That said, specific resources are required for staff time, development of staff skills, and specific processes such as complaints handling. Organizations need to plan for such costs and allocate resources accordingly so that accountable processes feature throughout the project cycle. Accountability has institutional and individual dimensions. A systems approach to accountability is insufficient. It only takes an organization so far down the road to being more accountable. Accountability is best addressed by inserting and embedding it in existing procedures and tools to make it part of how an organization works in all its facets, not just in programming. Accountability towards affected persons is possible when the organization is accountable to its own staff and members. Organizational cultures that tolerate abuse of power by management or that fail to provide a trusted means of bringing grievances to the fore are likely to undermine and impede efforts to promote accountability to affected communities. Changing the relationships with affected groups. Accountability cannot be pursued as a project. It requires organizations to work differently rather than do different things. It is about pursuing a process which changes the nature of the relationship with affected groups. For example, feedback and complaints mechanisms reduce the power disparity between the organization as provider and individual as recipient. Such mechanisms need to be designed with input from affected groups so they are appropriate to the context. Proactive efforts are needed to capture the perspectives of all subgroups of a population. The peer review observed informal complaints mechanisms in action in Ethiopia and Haiti. However, although the opportunity to lodge complaints was valued, Organizations were making untested assumptions, firstly, that all sections of a community know they have a right and means to complain, and secondly, that the necessary processes would kick in once a complaint was received. Organizations commonly use complaint or suggestion boxes. Some individuals, however, do not trust the security of the mechanism and fear retaliation by the organization through decreased support if they... Complain too much or by the perpetrator if a complaint becomes known to them. Although they can be a commendable means of enabling complaints about staff or services, boxes need to be used as one element of a broader feedback system. Proactive efforts are required to reach a wider cross-section of the population, those least able either to write or to have the means to pay someone to write a complaint or to be mobile enough to post it, or to have the confidence to complain at all. Participation of affected persons as an element of accountability is rarely fully realized. It tends to be limited to assessments and to be used as a way of extracting information, and little effort is made to provide affected populations with feedback. Meaningful participation emerges from the two-way dialogue that characterizes feedback procedures. It requires that affected persons are involved in key decision-making, including validating operational successes and identifying failures. One of the earliest lessons to come out of the peer review was that accountability to disaster-affected persons cannot be isolated from an organization's accountability to the other population groups it seeks to serve. This requires joining up the thinking, learning, and practices across the development and disaster response domains. Accountability as a process needs to be embedded in all phases of programming, especially emergency preparedness. In order to be accountable during an emergency response, the necessary foundations of dialogue, understanding, and staff skills need to be laid beforehand. One agency recognizes the importance of emergency preparedness planning for accountability during response, yet staff feel that the time constraints during the immediate life-saving phase make full implementation of accountability principles impossible. Though transparency is understood as a dimension of accountability, organizations find it challenging. The peer review suggested that information should be shared unless there is a good reason not to, which would lead to stronger trust between organizations and affected groups. Partnership and membership relations pose specific challenges to promoting and ensuring accountability to disaster-affected persons. There is an inherent tension between, on the one hand, working in a relationship based on trust and mutual respect, and on the other, working to ensure that the relationship results in a good quality, that is, accountable response. Control and trust are often approached as competing concerns, yet examples demonstrate that trust can be built unshared control. However, accountability cannot be delegated to partners. Indirect accountability is no accountability in practice without a clear and agreed demarcation of roles and responsibilities, which are then monitored. Partners need to be involved in any accountability processes, should be held accountable for their actions, and should trust the partnership relationship enough to share concerns heard from the communities. One agency has launched a capacity development initiative to enhance members' capacities in their programs and activities, their internal organization, and their external relations. One of the first steps is self-appraisal, including examining a transparency in relation to disaster-affected communities, b participation of disaster-affected populations and their representatives in program decisions and in giving their informed consent, and c. Assessment of programs and performance. The process guidelines identify community representatives as key stakeholders to be involved in the process. In one case in Yemen, community representatives were invited to a senior program review meeting where they gave feedback about what they felt were the strengths and weaknesses of the program and what they thought should change in the future. In Colombia, an agency has instigated follow-up monitoring visits six months after completion of emergency interventions. These are used to assess with affected populations the appropriateness of the assistance provided and thereby improve ongoing programs. Another agency there undertakes the evaluation in three stages. First, communities are asked to identify what was good and bad about a program. The agency team undertakes a self-evaluation of the work. And finally, the two are consolidated into an agreed overview analysis. Understanding, Two significant semantic hurdles emerge during the peer review process. Firstly, accountability is not easily translatable from English or becomes confused with legal, financial or even religious terms. Secondly, and more widespread, is the concern that accountability has become a much-abused word which may mask poor understanding or misunderstanding among staff. More generally, the very term accountability is not well understood among staff of participating organizations, particularly at the level of country programs. The term itself can frequently block individuals' understanding, so that actual accountability is kept at a distance as policy-level rhetoric rather than a responsibility that needs to be acted upon. This points to the need for incremental and practical guidance on how organizations can realize their accountability to disaster-affected persons, such as through complaint mechanisms, or the provision of feedback to disaster-affected persons, or key decisions or learning, or their involvement in such stages. Accountability requires organizations to change the way they work by creating a different relationship with persons of concern where the aim is to diminish the power disparity between them. Learning from the peer review points to the need for attention to both policy systems and attitudes behaviors. Conclusion may be premature. All nine organizations developed an action plan in response to the peer review, and it is anticipated that it is in these action plans that the conclusions and the real impact of the peer review will be seen, putting the learning into practice. Although each of the nine organizations involved embarked on the peer review from a different starting position, there are a number of lessons that resonate with all of them. Bullet point. Acknowledging, making visible, and diminishing the power imbalance between organizations and disaster-affected persons. Bullet point. Involving affected persons meaningfully in key decisions and processes that influence their lives. Bullet point. Building relationships with affected persons that are characterized by dignity and respect. Bullet point sharing relevant information and communicating transparently, providing feedback to disaster affected persons as well as consulting them. Bullet point, behaving with integrity, keeping to commitments made and engendering trust. Individual staff make it possible for organizations to realize their responsibility and commitment to accountability towards affected populations. It is perhaps on their personal commitment and drive that accountability to disaster-affected persons rests most securely. This article was provided by SCHR at lowercase schr at ifrc.org. With the support of UNHCR, contact Jose Riera at lowercase r-i-e-r-a at unhcr.org. End note 1. Humanitarian Accountability and Quality Management Standard, 2007. H-T-T-P colon slash slash dot com slash uppercase H-A-P lowercase standard. Endnote two: An alliance of major international humanitarian organizations aiming to support increased quality, accountability, and learning within the humanitarian sector. SCHR uses peer review as a tool for facilitating learning within and between its members. UNHCR joined them in this particular review. Endnote three: The report of the peer review is available at http colon slash slash url dot com slash accountability dot uppercase S C H R. Note four: Examples are real ones from the report, but individual agencies are not named here.